0: First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com to you, O Earth and It's the Hot Nation USA Podcast. Welcome back, Hop Nation. It's episode 101, and guess what? We are not making a single reference to Dalmatians in this episode. We're talking beers. Actually, no, you we're just not. just did it. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> that was if, a, you've lied twice within five, five seconds. seconds. I'm setting the tone.
1: This is going to be a long hour and a half.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I, of course, am your host, Adam. Welcome, everybody. And you heard a couple other voices here. One is familiar. The other one is semi-familiar the familiar one of course is steve hello i'm here again you're not this is not an internment oh you're allowed to enjoy things here oh okay you're not an indentured servant enjoyment is verboten and of course that other voice that you heard that was chastising me and rightfully so can't blame him one bit is our special guest jason circone jason welcome back what's up guys number three yes so, yeah appearance number three lucky number three
2: i don't think anybody's ever heard that just made <laughs> lucky it number three i just made it up <laughs> that's a, i think that's like a different culture <laughs> like how the chinese don't like 13 and yeah, that's fine. I think four is a really bad number for them, too. Is it? I have no idea. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I think four is a bad number. I, I am not steeped in Chinese culture, I'll admit. Yeah.
2: Well, if you know what culture <laughs> is, the lucky number three, email Adam and tell him what it is. Is it possible
1: we just set the podcast record for derailment? Yes. In, yeah. like, within yes. 30 seconds? Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> you are welcome. Fantastic. <laughs> hope everybody's
1: still
2: listening. (laughs) We're we're 101
0: episodes in, Jason. We don't give a shit anymore. It just (laughs) do as we please. We hit the milestone. We're coasting from here on out. Just phoning it in from here on out. All right. Just waiting for MSNBC to pick us up, and we'll be good to go. Well, this should be a fun episode. (laughs) Glad to be here. (laughs) So uh, in the second lie that I provided you, uh, I said we were talking beers, and that is actually 100% false.
1: Yeah. Well, yes and no. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to talk beer, but drink something else yes so uh and that's why you're here jason yes i well that's
0: one reason i'm here but i'm happy to we'll take you for whatever reason we can (laughs) get i don't don't care (laughs) so uh explain to the people well what you brought with you tonight so tonight
1: we are drinking two different meads and a cider from kingview mead kingview is a pittsburgh product that is fermented in pleasant hills pennsylvania uh right outside the city of pittsburgh Uh, all natural ingredients gluten-free uh tremendous alternative to craft beer i started working with these guys at the turn of 2019 started repping their product uh with them along with the four breweries that i represent so my job has been to get this product into as many mouths as possible throughout pittsburgh whether it's through sampling events or getting it into bars, whether it's delivered via bottle or via draft. Just trying to get this brand some great exposure and for those of you that are familiar with Arsenal Cider and Apis Mead, this is another great local product that stands right beside those guys and I've been having a lot of fun working with them. It's a tremendous product and hopefully you guys will feel the same as we break into a few different uh, liquids this evening. I'm hoping so.
2: Uh, I, I think that's it. I can say yes. I, I'm safe to say yes. Okay. Unless unless Jason's brought us the worst of the bunch from them. And I like to think that he did. Yeah, that's, that was my <laughs> yeah, game plan. I'm, I'm just saying, I've, I've had a number of things from Kingview, so unless you really screwed up and brought us like right. bad
0: batches. And we've had stuff from Kingview on the show as right, well. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. If
2: you go back to our first Mead episode that we did, uh, we had their orange draft. Yes and boy oh boy that's uh, like that's just orange soda mm-hmm. that gets you drunk that's actually way better than that uh not your
1: father's trash <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's when i break open a bottle of this at my house it's i'm very hard pressed to not finish the bottle mm. I, I pretty much every time i've gotten a bottle from scott who's the owner it's like i'm just gonna go to town mm. on this bottle and, and feel <laughs> no shame for it no shame at all it's just that freaking good
0: so, so speaking of, we may as well crack this first one open. Yeah,
1: that's enough talk. Let's have something to drink.
0: Okay. So the first one that we got here is actually not a mead at all. Yeah, we're
1: going to start with the four-pack hard cider. This is the Pina Colada version, 6.5% ABV, and pretty much just tastes like a Pina Colada. So made with apples, uh, locally sourced from Trax Farm. Um, and you got your pineapple, your coconut, it's freaking outstanding, especially with spring right around the corner. This just screams summer. So I guess I will open this <laughs> sure. Go ahead. I'm just being looked at like what the? Well what are you gonna
0: do about <laughs> right, it? Come you want on. me to pour it and drink it for you <laughs> yeah. too, sir? Yes please. <laughs>
1: gladly
2: <laughs> whoever takes over the duty of introducing the drink has to open the drink items I the rules i didn't know these were hard and fast rules it's always that's the way it's always
1: been <laughs> listen i've only been on three episodes give me a break
2: so right off the bat i'm going to remark the fact that this is water <laughs> like like oh, wow, it's completely clear like <laughs> yes This is not what I would expect from a pina colada cider. No, it's I definitely like, very light. Yeah, and
1: easy drinking But yes, it, it's it's very clear.
2: Yeah, it's completely clear. It's there's hardly any color I expected it to be like hazy and yellow. Nope
1: like you would expect
2: it like a, you're a regular... I mean I think
1: in your in your mind you probably had this built up to be like a pineapple juice mm-hmm. type of yeah. look. Yeah, uh, absolutely. No. no, absolutely not yeah. so how about you know when you take it on the nose Makes up for the, yeah, the
2: yeah. yeah yeah absolutely it's it's y it's yeah
0: it, it you also get like good.
1: a cider smell to it as well
0: too which makes sense yeah yeah
1: yeah now for me the pineapple is what really jumps out now you get that hint of coconut in there but for me and I'm a pineapple nut so the second I heard this was coming out I was just like yes because <laughs> anything pineapple I'm all about
0: so does that include on the pizza yeah I'll eat it yeah, on the pizza my man yeah. I, I, all the hate for it. Fuck, I don't get fuck it. Fuck off, people. It's yeah. good. A Hawaiian pizza? That's, I yeah. Mean,
1: it's not something I'm going to eat every day, but there's lots of things that I won't eat every day. Right. But if you want to put ham and pineapple on a pizza and call it a pizza? I'm in. I'm Let's game. Let's make it happen. And I think if, that would pair fantastically with this cider. Right? I would say, I would say so.
0: Also, maybe
2: like a Cuban sandwich.
0: Ooh. Yeah? Or like a good Cuban sandwich. See, this is why we need to get sponsorship from a uh, pizzeria. Or a sandwich shop. Or a sandwich shop. A hoogery. A hoogery. <laughs> so, that's a word I just came up with. I like it. I,
1: this is going to be a Giant Eagle-based podcast Anytime time you're just covering Market District will be all over this. Send skippers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we could, can't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Send
1: but, skippers or the captain. <laughs> well, I'll say, I mean, and that's it. For, for those of you listening in the Pittsburgh region, we have Kingview Mead at pretty much every market district across the city and then a few other stores as well. JR's. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. I've seen it at JR's all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, jump out and you can grab a bottle of mead or cider right off the shelves at Giant Eagle and many other locations across town.
2: Yeah. That's my early plug. I think, I think I've seen them at House of uh, House of Brews, too. Yes,
0: they are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, for the podcast, uh, the first mead episode Uh Uh, That's where I picked up the king view. Okay. So fair enough. Yeah, Yeah. I I will confirm that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So will my bank account I got receipts. (laughs) I got receipts for everything.
2: Yeah, but yeah back to back to the cider. It's really good Yes, it it, it Mm -hmm. has it has that nice pineapple flavor to it. It's got a nice uh, It's not a dry finish, but it's a like it's it finishes quickly Mm -hmm.
0: And it invites you back in for more. Yeah, yeah yeah, because I'm already hammering through this taster. Yeah, me too. Admittedly. Me
1: too. <laughs> no, I know, and I know there, there's some ciders in the world that are so sweet that you're just like, it's so off-putting that you don't want to come back right. to it for right. its third, fourth sip. This stuff is just simple, easy drinking the whole way mm-hmm. through. It, yeah. It's
0: sweet without being teeth rotting. Right, right, teeth right. Rotting right. Is sweet. Yeah. there you go.
1: But
2: I, And then I was also thinking about, like, the, uh, the Fighting Alec by... Uh, uh, arsenal. arsenal. Mm-hmm. That's a super dry cider. Mm-hmm. So, like, this isn't like that either. It's just like
0: right in the middle yeah. of you know real drinkability, as noted by the levels in our in our glass. Right as it just gets pounded.
2: <laughs> yeah, all down. three of us are pretty much crushed these. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, here before we jump into other topics, let me refill for you guys.
0: <laughs> You'll hear no complaints from me.
1: <laughs> like I said, once the bottle gets cracked, there's no leftovers.
2: <laughs> I'll say. I'm I don't necessarily get a whole lot of coconut, but it doesn't bother me that I'm not getting that. Well, you're not a coconut fan, right? Yes, I am. Absolutely. No, no, no. Don't lie. (laughs) (laughs) I think also part of the problem is I've been drinking coconut LaCroix like all week. Oh, what the hell is wrong (laughs) with you? Ah, fuck you guys and your pineapple pizza.
1: No, but I hate... Coconut LaCroix is pretty good. (laughs) Uh, I hate (laughs) LaCroix, period.
0: How did you get into a LaCroix kick?
2: I don't know. I just like seltzer anymore. Okay, it's it's like uh, I don't know. It still gets the bubbliness, but I don't have uh, I don't know the uh, the reflux. I get that from like drinking pop.
0: I get that. Go with Schweppes once in a while. They got a good raspberry lime. Okay, there you go. Check it out. Top tip of the day.
1: <laughs> so this is for the this should be for the Pop Nation USA podcast that you guys are doing now. I don't know what that's about. No, that's...
2: <laughs> I don't know if somebody was listening to an alternate dimension on April first. <laughs> all right well now that we're done talking about other drinks let's go back to beer yeah <laughs>
3: <All right.
2: laughs> let's go to news and notes and neat and neat and neat mm-hmm. uh so i'll start us off with uh, just a quick little note and neat mm-hmm. uh levity wins again what did it? they really yeah, yeah baby yeah. nice yeah they won they won again to the breweries in pa mm-hmm. uh march magnets bra- bracket so, congratulations yeah. to them. Yes, Dance, indeed. They, they trounced
1: uh, Dancing Gnome. Oh, did they really? In the finals, yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, I work with Levity Brewing very closely and I talk to those guys about it. And I think a lot of it comes down to that community appeal and in, in the, mm-hmm. the, the strength of their brand in Indiana. Yeah. They have a lot of backers in that region. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard about how many different businesses that support Levity rallied to vote for them. That's all right. And them with the votes and. I mean that's where, when you look at this thing, I mean I, I understand those guys made it for fun, but you you've gotta have your you've gotta have your coalition come out for you. Right and, yeah. and, and put in the time to put in the votes. I don't know how often they voted, but I do know that the support in the Indiana and surrounding communities is very strong for levity. And in Pittsburgh too. Yeah, I mean obviously, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I, honestly, I voted for levity over Dancing Gnomes. So. I thought it was awesome
1: <laughs> that we had two Western Pennsylvania breweries in that's the a, nice. right, Yeah, That was badass. The
2: fact that they're beating out tired hands and... Yeah. You know, yeah um, pizza Boy. Pizza Boy. What's the, what's one of the other newer uh, Philadelphia ones that was in... It's getting a lot of... Uh, a
1: lot of buzz. Uh, lot of buzz. L- well, Levante
2: had made it pretty far, right? Yeah, Levant, I think Levante made it pretty far. Yeah,
1: they're, yeah that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. The, the, I mean... There were some solid breweries in, I mean, in the whole tournament, as Mm -hmm. always. I mean, again, I think it shows the strength of what's happening in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's one of those things that, you know, depending on how seriously you take it, that's your decision to make right. but at the same time it shows how each of these breweries how much support they have in their communities and and the fandom that they've gained mm-hmm. and i thought it was really cool to see levity come out on top for you know, they've done it two years and levity's won it both years so yeah i i was gonna ask them if they were gonna get duke jerseys just uh, <laughs> cause they're, they're becoming the dynasty but uh no good stuff congratulations to those guys bulls jerseys
0: <laughs> <They gotta laughs> yeah <go>. right next <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to have the Rodman hair? That's what I want to know. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: He'll love that.
0: <laughs> so
2: I, I got another short news story. Okay. It's a it, developing story, but it's a Steve was right. After. Brewdog is opening a brew pub in in Pittsburgh.
0: Uh, I saw that in the East Liberty area is where they were looking.
2: Yeah, they're looking at the, I think it's the East Bond um uh, complex. Is that
1: news? I thought that was I thought they talked about that a while ago.
2: Mm, I think the location is what's new. Right. About it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like I think it was announced in March. Um they they announced a couple cities in March. Indianapolis, uh Pittsburgh obviously, Cincy, Brooklyn and Toronto are all gonna be home to new brew dog brew pubs. Okay. So Nice. Yeah. So they all met the the five hundred backer equity for punk thing and then uh I guess they're now looking. I found it on Reddit, but there's like a zoning meeting for the uh, East Bond uh, building complex. And that was an, um, an old department store, if I remember correctly. Think so. Okay. A, or an ice cream shop. One of those
1: two. I don't hang out on <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> it makes me wonder when this is going to start happening in reverse, because we're seeing a lot of breweries. This seems to be the new thing a brewery establishes their brand in a certain area of the world and then they find another popular area and open a brewery we're seeing platform taking that Mm -hmm, step mm -hmm. sly fox is coming to pittsburgh to do it now we're hearing BrewDog. yeah and i'm sure that's not the end of it but i wonder who will be the first pittsburgh brewery to take that step to start looking at another market and when would they Mm -hmm. be able to do that
2: yeah uh yeah yeah that's interesting we've talked about that before because when we're talking about uh breweries in pittsburgh that are just getting their satellite location. Yeah. So, like, Grist House is opening their. It's going to be like a massive
0: facility. Right. I house, can't wait huge. for that to open up. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, toward
1: that facility, it's enormous.
0: Oh, I believe yeah. It. Enormous. Yeah. Um, that just means room for more dogs. <laughs> so much room for <laughs> activities. <laughs> activities. I'm going to pet every dog in there. There's going to be a rock climbing wall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, you know, we have. Everybody seems like they're opening their second location within Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean technically i guess we
1: could say voodoo if we wanted to count them it seems like the ones that are opening in pittsburgh are almost out of necessity because they need the room right room mm-hmm. more yeah. capacity right more volume
0: strange roots was the same way yeah
1: yeah, yeah strange roots hitchhiker
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: They, they,
2: everybody's opening for capacity in, in pittsburgh so yeah yeah I, I don't know maybe it's just like it takes that extra step because they had so limited room when they opened Right, they have to get their second location before they can get their outside market location. Right. Yeah. So yeah,
1: something to think about. That's more rhetorical than anything. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think it's pretty cool that there's some breweries that are ready to take that next step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the next two to three years that that's going to oh, happen. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, if I had to put money, I, I think it's one of the three that is always in the top that we talk about: is Grist House, Hitchhiker, or Dancing Gnome. Yeah. If I had to guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? They may not even have that front of mind mm-hmm. they're they're very successful with the operations mm-hmm. that they're building they may just want to stick to local and, and yeah. blow it up like they have been mm-hmm. yeah so I, I the one thing i've is
2: kind of interesting verse like the couple that you mentioned about like sly fox and uh platform like they platform kind of makes sense because they just kind of already took i think they've already taken space in all three ohio cities so it seems kind of natural progression yeah then they come to pittsburgh next Brewdog is interesting because they just have like tons and tons and tons they'll just, yeah they'll just think, spread yeah like i think a virus. i think it's up to like 70 or something brew pubs that they have across the world yeah so like it, america is the new
1: market for them mm. <laughs> so yeah it's it's, it's good beer too so it, it all works out I right think that's you know, as long as it's good liquid it's gonna yep
0: it's gonna it'll go sell far. Yep. yep
1: yep
2: so yeah that th- those are that's what I have, uh, you know. But Jason's here, so we had him bring something in, <laughs> something we haven't talked about, and we're not really going to have a chance to any other time. So, really, uh, no, we got it. we had interviews in the past. We got interviews coming up, you know. Okay, it, this, fair enough. It, yeah, this is this is kind of uh, you know the Good. one time we get the chance to rag on this and then forget about it.
1: <laughs> well, full disclosure, I I mean I went back and forth on this since we talked about we were going to talk about news in the first segment. When you told me earlier last week, that's what we were doing. I don't know if this is news. Th- that's how I look at this, what mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up. The Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week conversation that's happening right now. Yeah. There really was no talk of anything happening until whoever's running their social media right now went out, went on their page and said, hey, do what you do every day and, and celebrate how awesome <laughs> Pittsburgh's craft beer scene is. And then that just created the shitstorm of... Negative comments, and uh, it—that's what I I mean. I I pretty much watched that fire from afar Mm -hmm. and just watched people fan the flames. It was never being planned in the first place, so how could it be canceled? Right, was the first thing I said. If they—if there had been active movements towards making it happen in 2019, and then they said, "Well, nothing could come together, so we're done," then okay, that's a cancellation. Right. This was just ignorant fucking posting on your social media <laughs> as you know, and the conspiracy theorist in me wants to say they did that on purpose to stir up conversation and shitstorms about what can come next, can anybody resurrect this? And that's insane, saying. then the breweries and PA guys jumped on it, and as much as I like those guys, that was almost like gotcha journalism to me, to, mm-hmm. to jump on that and then put the question of who's gonna step up and save Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week? Mm-hmm and that was where i got a little frustrated slash infuriated because you know i spent a year and a half trying to build an alternative right and guess what it didn't pan out and i will be the first to admit that it did not reach the levels of success that i wanted to and of course i'm re- referring to pittsburgh libations week mm-hmm. it went through it happened we, we we got through the week we were able to raise some money to kick to our charity partner which i was proud to do once we were all done with the whole uh, fiasco i say that you know tongue-in-cheek but at the same time it was what it was I think that you know it it taught me a lot it taught me that I'm older than I was five ten years ago and being out ten straight days is not exactly something I can do in the the same fashion um but again it taught me how much hard work goes into building something like Hmm. that and that's where I think you know the frustration for me lies in a an alternative was offered where the community came around it to some degree but really not to the degree that would make it want to move forward or mm-hmm. make us want to move it right. forward but so many people tried to step up to help craft beer week right and i'm not i, I i'm not exaggerating when i say dozens of people that truly cared about that mission mm-hmm. and what it stood for and what it should have been tried to lend help to that to, to that organization and the people that ran it didn't want to listen to any of it. And that's where eventually you just say, fuck it. Right. Well, yeah. And that's where I, when I hear people criticizing all the people that are bashing it, this is why they're bashing it. Because so many people tried to help and no one wanted to take that help. Mm-hmm. They felt they had the answers, they didn't. And you've watched it degrade year after year and to the point now where it's like, let it rest in peace. Mm-hmm. It's ran its course. It's ran its course. The Pittsburgh beer scene, like, I mean, if you want to bring it back to what we were talking about with the the bracket tournament, you had two breweries from Western PA. It says a lot about how good this is. I mean, that's Uh a very small example, but at the same time, it speaks volumes to what's happening here on a daily basis. Breweries are releasing great beers. Mm -hmm. Can releases are happening weekly. You can line up anytime you want and get good cans. If you're not a line person, you can show up later, and chances are you're going to get something that you can take home to enjoy from a local brewery. Events are happening. There's so much good that's going on that that entity didn't really participate in the growth of craft beer in this town, and I don't think it ever can. That's not to say that something new can't come along that would help rise the I hate the term the rising tides lifts all boats that's like I hate that term. <laughs> it's like ugly sweaters when you say it and see it too much it's no longer cool <laughs> but I hear that phrase a lot in regards to the craft beer scene and there, there's definite truth to it I feel like there's as, as it stands now if the people that are mad at the people that are bitching about it this is why and it just needs to go back underneath the the carpet where it was hiding before the stupid post and a month ago or a few weeks ago, whatever it was. And that's it. And and that's it. Let it go. Just let it fade out. Let it fit. Yes. You know, let's, let's honor the dead the way we should (laughs) (laughs) and and, and move on to bigger and better things. And like I said, I'll be the first to admit that I, I, I was tired of talking about it and I wanted to step up and try to do something different. And again, there was some degree of success, but, to keep it going, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it takes the right mindset. And I think right now the mindset in Pittsburgh is that we've got a lot of cool things that are happening on individual levels, and even on collective levels. You know, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh yeah. is home to Fresh Fest. Right, right. right. The, and that's, that's groundbreaking shit. Pittsburgh has Beers of the Berg, which happens twice a year, which is a tremendous celebration of local beer. Those are just two happenings that are going on in Pittsburgh. So yeah. there's a lot that's happening that where you, you add another another 10 days. That was the fundamental question I asked with Libations Week. What can we do that's different, that stands out above everything else? We didn't answer that question. Mm-hmm. I didn't answer that question. And that's and I, I have no, I'm not ashamed at all to admit that mm-hmm. because I don't know if there is an answer to that question because it's a lot of people doing cool shit out there right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I am proud to be a part of the scene as every beer drinker in this town should be. Mm-hmm. With or without beer week, so like as, you know, to hear that. Oh, Pittsburgh doesn't have a beer week. Big fucking deal. We really haven't had. <laughs> we really haven't had one in the last few years that we right. can be proud of. So let's just be proud of what we do have mm-hmm. and run with that.
0: And that's the sentiment that I've had is uh, saying the last few years we haven't really had much. Right. Uh, From from my perspective, last year, the only thing that I did was, uh, Steve and I went to go grab some pizza to go grab one or two beers at Caliente. Yeah. And that was just a Saturday afternoon thing, just a... uh,
2: Well, we were just there to taste all the collaborations. Right, exactly. Like, that's the one thing I actually liked about Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. And if you bring it back in some way, I think that should kind of be the focus and focus maybe more so the way fresh fest they do collaboration beers Mm -hmm. and all their collaboration beers are pairing a brewery with a black owned business and that's to promote both the brewery and the business it's to draw your attention that there are these businesses in pittsburgh right i think you could do the same thing with craft beer week you don't have to have you know the fucking exorbitant tastings you know the stout tastings (laughs) the 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 utopious events (laughs) twenty dollars an ounce yeah you don't need all that shit if you just pair a couple businesses with a couple breweries and you release a beer for a week mm-hmm. that's, you know, fo- and brings your attention to a Pittsburgh business, I think that would be just fine. Right. You don't have to go all out with a bunch of events and shit. But just saying, hey, here's beers and here's a story behind that beer.
1: Right. Yeah, I think the, the big push, at least when you look at marketing from past beer weeks, was quantity over quality. Yeah. We have over 300 events. Well, you know, as a as a beer drinker, that's super. How many of those can I attend? 9? <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe 10, <laughs> ten on a, you know, on the weekend I and might be able a, to hop
0: a little bit, but Right. If you focus, you can get there.
1: Yeah, but then when you go back and look at those, how many of those how many of those were actual events because you had some places listing their happy hours which right. happen every day, mm-hmm. which goes back to what I said, what are you going to do that's different that stands out? Yeah. And like and you're saying Steve like with businesses partnering up, I still think you're seeing that on many levels. I mean, think about when the oh, yeah. Brewers Guild launched their their website and their and their guide. They all collaborated. Oh yeah and, yeah, and I know in talking with those guys that you know, and I and I agree with them. If you do collaborations too much, it's overkill. Right. And if you, it's it's the same as it's, you know the, the probably the strongest example I can think of is pumpkin beer. Pumpkin beer was the shit when it was out two months a year. Yeah, well, now it, it's out yeah. end of July. <laughs> yeah, every brewery, every, I mean, every brewery has one, and they, it comes out and it ends up sitting on shelves for six or seven months, and it's just not as special.
3: Mm-mm.
1: And when things are made less special, it's just not as fun, right? And people lose interest very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I so fake news hashtag
2: <laughs> fake news. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm of the mind that you know we have so many things going on, we don't need it. We don't need it back no but uh i think i think if somebody wanted to tackle it to bring it back in some way the brewers
1: guild would be the good i agree because again i mean the hardest or probably the hardest let me go backwards the the biggest issue that they had with the development and evolution of beer week was the fact that they started it when there was not many local breweries in existence Mm -hmm. you could probably count the number of local breweries on a hand and a half as it grew I mean as beer we grew or continued going forward more breweries opened up and they were never able to find a way to have a happy medium between wholesalers and local breweries. Right. And the pendulum swung from one side to the other so Swiftly that now you, they burnt the bridges with the wholesalers. Well, then when they had only the local breweries dependent, they burnt those bridges. I mean, yeah. in a city of 446 bridges, they burn them all. <laughs> where do you where do you go from there? Yeah. who do you, who's going to support your cause? Uh, you just yeah. die on the island. And and I, and I know that a lot of you know the expenses that I, I don't know where the money went. I know that was a question that a lot of people asked. Um, but I do know that some of that money was spent on some things that were pretty exorbitant that they mm. probably could have cut back on. Mm-hmm. Um, not to go into great detail but i know this was talked about in an open forum in a meeting they had and i think that was where a lot of the problem was Is that, you know you, you want to have that wholesaler support because they do have more funds than a small local brewery but you don't want to piss off your small local breweries know right, right. and you don't want to piss off the, the wholesalers either mm-hmm. The, the disconnect to me was just crazy i was i was reading articles come out i can't remember the publication but they said pittsburgh craft brew week is canceled this is the first time in seven years the seven day festival won't be happening first of all it's craft beer week second of all it's been 10 days since year two yeah so the disconnect between media and their organization right. huge yeah. so this yeah. all ties together and it snowballs into something that just at the end of the day does not work so yeah. i don't think we should be crying in our beers about what can we do to save this or in this case our ciders right yeah. <laughs> I oh i'm not I'm, oh, <laughs> my tears have been shed brother i'm just enjoying some good drinks with you guys and speaking
0: my piece yeah well i don't want to cry into it because it's too good i don't want to ruin it oh <laughs> hey, yours is already gone <laughs> i know yeah, right? you crushed yours actually yeah, I'm ours the are much, gone.
1: this tells me i've been speaking too much <laughs> on this segment i'm the only one with liquid uh, it,
2: left it's good insight you you've definitely had a uh Deeper connection being that you did put on uh, Pittsburgh Libations Week right. and that you put it on in opposition to Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. Ah, it, no,
1: well, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, opposition well, opposition's a strong word. I think that my, goal, Alternative. <laughs> yes, my yeah. goal is to, hey, if you guys don't like this, maybe you'll like this. Right. And this is also going to incorporate the spirits of the world and the ciders and meats Cider, Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh yeah. and wines and get everybody involved. Right. And again... I wanted to take a stab i'd rather have it go the way it did and say i tried Mm -hmm. than to always sit there wondering right because to me if if you don't try you're never going to know if you can find success with shit like that and again end of the day i don't think it was a failure i just don't think it was it it didn't hit the level of success after its first year where i could comfortably say this is worth going after Mm -hmm. going forward i'm more of a beer guy right i was looking at big picture but i think my strength is more with beer and what we can do in that industry i'd love to see a successful beer week for you know for the right reasons at the right time but at the same time i love what we have going on and i just keep riding that wave while we can yeah yeah yep. that'll quench my thirst i'll be yeah. honest just like this four pick Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> hard cider oh, the button. segue <laughs> is strong with this one <laughs> uh
2: yeah th- but yeah this pina colada cider is a killer mm-hmm. this yeah, is so beautiful yeah uh we talk a lot about tailgate beers. I don't think we've ever said tailgate cider, but I will right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this feels like something that you would have, like, say, a, a Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's you know, a good when, call. when you're feeling, you know, feeling a little not yeah. necessarily fancy, right? But you know, feeling up a good spring day. Well,
2: yeah, but this bottle is a little fancy. It is a little it's fancy. Got, it's got like a nice weathered label. <laughs> it comes in a big, big bottle. You know, <laughs> so yeah, you can pour these out and feel real fancy, <laughs> wear a big hat.
0: But the, the one thing I wanted to mention is Steve, you had mentioned that there was not much coconut going on. Yeah, there is a lot of coconut on on the uh, the back end and As the a, aftertaste. It, well, mm-hmm.
1: and it's there when it warms up too, because again, I have more left than you guys. Dude, I, I, I didn't give it a chance. Yeah. But you get like I, To me, as it warms up, again, these aren't the drinks that I usually let warm up because I just crush them so damn mm-hmm. fast. But I'm getting a little bit more coconut now than I was on the front when it was nice and cold right, right out of the fridge but fuck like, yeah I'm like love i said I'm, I'm burned out on coconut from lacroix so <laughs> you did it to yourself yeah i did to myself. <laughs> yeah you're drinking lacroix what the hell's wrong with you I Dude, love it. take your kids to soccer practice first
0: <laughs> Its your toyota minivan <laughs> i don't like getting ganged up on
2: segments over <laughs> join us may 11th for the third annual north hills home brew fest at the pittsburgh shrine center picnic pavilion
0: Home brewers from around the area will be featuring their best beers for you to taste while competing for the grand prize of having their beer brewed and served at Penn Brewery. The event will feature raffles, auctions, painting with a twist, food from Vagabond Tacos and Oakmont Barbecue, a live home brewing demo by Kegel Brewing, and a live podcast by us, Hop Nation USA. Tickets are $35 for VIP,
2: 25 for general admission, and only 5 for designated drivers. Proceeds go
0: to benefit the Shriners. Purchase tickets, or if you're a homebrewer, get your entry form at org. Just click on the events tab, and we'll see you on the 11th. Welcome back, Hop Nation. This is episode 101. Yeah. Yeah. How neat is that? Yeah. We're out of sport references. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. Do I just round back down? Do I just get rid of the, the one? Nah, see, I think, I think
2: that's what Drinking Partners does, so I don't know if we can do that. Okay. Yeah. I think this
1: is just your most basic episode ever. 101.
2: Yeah. 101. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's our basic Nation mead. 101.
2: Yeah. We'll do basics of mead. This, is, this
1: segment, <laughs> that certainly wasn't planned ahead of time.
0: <laughs> oh, then this should go real well. <laughs> so, of course, we are talking non-beer on our beer podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had ourselves a cider. Now we're getting into something a little bit different. So uh, we'll uh, kick it back over to our, to our guest here. Jason, what the hell are we drinking?
1: We are tapping into the Happy Apple Pie mead from Kingview. Uh, this, is, this is my favorite mead, I can comfortably say. The other mead that we'll do in the third segment is probably 1A, but um, literally liquid apple pie in your mouth that's what you're going to experience with this. It is freaking tasty as all hell. Um, Again, all natural ingredients. Uh, This mead is known as a sizer. Okay. uh, Which is a mead that contains the honey and water and apples, of course. And, um, again, just uh, very straightforward in regards to the description of this. If you're an apple pie fan, this is the type of mead you'd want to enjoy the hell out of. So... You guys are just looking at me again, so let me pour for <laughs> you. What, what's the butler salary here for the show? Uh, it, it's, it's double Steve's. Yes. <laughs> what the hell is that? Zero. Is that like a shroot buck? <laughs> sure you know, is. Don't want to earn shrewd bucks? We'll pay in
0: Stanley Nichols. <laughs> you don't want to earn shroot bucks? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> So, Steve, I think we've been tricked again.
2: Uh, This one actually... Well, you could see through the bottle. What do you mean tricked? (laughs) What'd you expect?
0: Listen, I've only been doing this for 101 episodes.
1: Jason's just been soaking, like, fruit in water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Again, come on to promote one of the brands that I represent and talk about how... uh, Yeah, instead of... Nah, I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) Punt, punt, punt. Yeah, abort.
2: (laughs) Uh... Yeah, again, this is super clear, but this one does have a little bit of a tinge to it. It does. It, it does. It does have some coloration. A, a goldish tinge. Yes,
1: that, a little it, bit. So it passes the eye test for you guys. I know the other one didn't. It <laughs> passes <laughs> yeah. the eye test of there's something actually being there. <laughs> we had to immediately move on. Well, I know it's not coconut lacrosse, but let's... Uh, coconut Lacroix is completely clear. That's why. <laughs> God. Um, but you get nice... Uh, nice Apple aroma and cinnamon as well. Yeah, that nose is really good.
0: Yeah, I can already tell that I would like this around a campfire.
2: It's yeah, it's like spiced apple pie. Mm. It, like it's not just apples. It's ooh, it's
0: cinnamony. I get all that. I'm gonna go ahead and stop talking about it. I'm just gonna drink <laughs> it.
1: Yes, I, I've, I'm already halfway done. Like you guys. You guys fuss too much. Just drink your shit. <laughs> we have to do it for the audience because they can't see. <laughs> we've pr- That's a valid point. We we've picked a very visual thing <laughs> to do on an audio format. <laughs> All right, taste test. What do you guys think?
0: That's good. They, yeah. 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 That that belongs next to a campfire, no doubt. This is one that I think
1: you know. With with fall, it, it's just it's it's the ultimate pairing. I think Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when I drink this. Yeah. Like you could have this right alongside Thanksgiving, but at the same time, I think this also goes well with a brunch, like or, or breakfast. Ooh. And I am not at all ashamed to admit that I have had you know rolled out of bed and made eggs and bacon and had some happy apple pie mead as my beverage of choice. Yeah, that would go well with it. It's great. I would suggest
2: uh Cream cheese
1: crepe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. I could see yeah. that. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. Cooking with Steve. Yeah. And me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, usually, because sometimes I, I'll do crepes with either uh, cherries or apples, you know, or cinnamon apples. Mm-hmm. Skip that. Skip the fruit part. Just keep the cream cheese and then you use this. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. I know nah. how to get drunk in the morning. <laughs> Don't give me no trouble. <laughs> no, no trouble at all, yeah. mister. But uh, yeah, this would definitely go really well with Thanksgiving, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This would, yeah. Ooh
0: is it safe to assume that this is available all year round yes it is yes. this is one of the year-round offerings
2: yeah so a little different from the uh the pineapple cider and i think you know maybe it's because we're into the mead it's, it's you know a mead blend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh it, it's a little dry on the finish it is but it still has a nice smoothness to it yeah it still has a nice smoothness to it i think what's also interesting about the finish is that, like it it feels almost like you can taste like the cinnamon um powder just a little bit like it, it's cinnamony on the back of my tongue
0: i think i see what you're saying it yeah. doesn't have like a cinnamon powder like feel total, no no but no okay but yeah it, like grisly or not grizzly but grainy or yeah yeah okay. yeah because yeah, i'm not finding that at all yeah
2: but it's just like right on the back of your tongue mm-hmm. the same way like if you took in a little bit of cinnamon powder or cinnamon sugar yeah it has that uh, just on the back of your tongue you know a little bit of spice
0: i'm just gonna drink my shit <laughs> <laughs> this is really good <laughs> all right we're two for two yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> for that's, sure. that's a no doubter <laughs> so
2: we are into episode 101 and we just happen to be doing mead this week and i decided that we should just do a little bit uh more of a deep dive into mead okay i believe if you go back to our original mead episode which we also featured king view but we also featured uh apis and uh crafted out of ohio yes I believe in that episode we talked history. A little bit, a little bit. So this episode, I just wanted to talk more about like style and ways to brew, essentially.
0: Now, is it considered
2: a br- a brew when you make mead? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's considered a brew because, I mean, you can find it on the American Homebrewers website. <laughs> and right. you can enter it into Homebrewers competitions. You know, it's, it's still a brew. Okay. Uh, All right. A couple of the styles, though, uh, Jason already mentioned Sizer. So, Sizer is when you take a mead and you blend it with either apples or uh, hard apple cider or just regular apple cider. Any mm-hmm. kind of combination of that, you get a Sizer.
0: And if you take a tooth and throw it in the bottle, it's an incisor. Oh,
1: God. Oh, my oh, God. God. Canceled the whole fucking show. <laughs> 101 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. They had a great run. <laughs> Oh, oh he he wasn't god. even prepped for that one. That was so it just came right off oh my god. I'm waiting for like your two kids to come running <laughs> in and ask if they can play with the equipment. Uh, buckets. Dad jokes for days. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. But I know like I I know I think I've said this before. I did the, I did the Drinking Partners podcast and we're here, the three of us, and that joke didn't hit in the room, but you've got right. listeners out there that might have been like, oh, like... No, I think... no. Like I the the, the the accountant from Parks and oh, Recreation. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, you gotta hear what Adam just said!
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that joke's gonna hit exactly the way it should and everybody cringes back <laughs> or takes their headphones off for a second. <laughs> yeah, you gotta add in the cricket yeah. sound effect when yeah. that one hit. It's,
1: it's go- worth it.
2: It's gonna hit the exactly the way it should. <laughs> with a thud (laughs) yeah (laughs) um wow okay to recover
0: (laughs) i don't know if we
1: can bro (laughs) good luck
2: let's see you make a pun out of this one (laughs) if uh if instead of apples though you decide to use grapes or grape juice
0: uh it's actually called a piment so that's when you take a, a regular apple pie and you put some mint on top of it.
2: That that one was too much of a stretch. Damn it. it nope.
0: Nope. Listen, it was on the fly. I'm trying I know. here.
1: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the lesson in all of this. Yeah. This whole phoning in thing <laughs> is working out well.
2: <laughs> uh, of course, we know brackets are when you're mixing malted beverages and meat together you can use beer you can use you know malt liquor i guess
1: there, i haven't had a Colt 45 meet. and i think they're oh good god um, well we do have a third segment here you can a colt 45 <laughs> in the fridge. i think there, there's a certain i i, I I'm, I'm gonna botch this because i cannot remember it exactly but i think there's a federal law that says that you have to be at a certain percentage of was it barley or water i can't remember how this goes but like technically i think most braggots are illegal in america because they are not, they to do it correctly it goes against your the federal regulations of what you have to do ingredient wise mm-hmm. and like i said i don't know the exact numbers this is just something that i had heard mm-hmm. i should probably have researched this but i do know kingview has done no braggots so right. that's yeah. nothing that i've had to or done any braggots to use proper english um so it's not something i've ever had to fully look into but i believe i've heard that before and if uh anybody out there listening wants to correct me jason at breakingbrews.com <laughs> go for it yeah the uh i don't know how true that is but
2: i can see i can see if it's like you can't use certain amount over percentage because i think a true bracket is like 51 percent mead and then 49 uh you know barley malted mm. but i think maybe the ones we see on market like the ones from flying fish sam adams and uh technically the dogfish head wood age bitches brew is like a weird uh descendant of a braggot in a way but those all have blends and i think those blends are less than okay. like there, there's less mead than there would be um uh, uh, barley and uh, water so uh, yeah i think but, yeah, we can look into those laws and yeah. see what's up with mm. that. But, yeah, it, 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 America always gets weird when you try to blend alcohol for some reason.
3: <laughs> well, it's
2: the almighty dollar, my yeah. man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> yeah, fuck capitalism. Uh, fuck capitalism. We're not trying to make any money off this, are we? <laughs> but if you want to get into something that's truly like a showmead, and that's the name of it, show mead. Okay. This is no adjuncts. Dude, no Jerry Maguire references after this is done. No, <laughs> nice. no, 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 Thank no. You. no, no.
3: No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll curb that real yeah, quick. I
0: learned my lesson on the last
2: I can, one. <laughs> I, can, I can see how quickly that can devolve. But yes, a show mead is it's just water, honey, and yeast. Simple. Uh, that's just letting honey do its work, and mm-hmm. you know because uh, when bees you know make their honey, they grab pollen from different flowers. You can adjust flavors that way. By, depending on what flowers mm-hmm. they've, you know, brought their pollen from and created the honey out of. Right. So you're, you're more showcasing the honey in this way rather than relying on adjuncts like, you know, spices or apple or grape or anything like that.
0: So it's somewhat in the same realm as like a farmhouse ale where you, you know, wherever you have your, your in this case, honey rather mm-hmm. than where you're brewing. Mm-hmm. You know, it has the local flavor, the local right nuances right
2: and i get and i guess like an apiary would control you know the flowers that they can pollinate and bring pollen Mm -hmm. from so you get you know specific
1: you know wildflower pollen for wildflower honey things like that and that's something that kingview supports in regards to keeping these apiaries going so that obviously you know bees dying it's a detriment to this industry because honey is the crucial ingredient Mm -hmm. to making mead so they have a program you can read about it on their website kingviewmead.com that is designed where uh, some proceeds from sales of these bottles will go towards the apiaries to keep them going or is, is ape not, is apiar the right word yeah make yeah. sure yeah. i'm yeah. saying and, that right okay yeah
2: i mean it's a colony that's and, and, producing honey and helping, honey, so, and helping yeah. the
1: apiarists right yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah it's a great program and it, again it's helping preserve the most crucial element of making this product so it's a good way to give back to keep that circle of life going but you can again see how this helps by jumping over to their website and Purchasing a bottle of Kingview mead having proceeds go back to that program is a it's a great thing It's a great thing to keep this product coming to life.
2: Is that like a program that like every uh, all the uh, meteries in? PA are a part of like is Laurel and Apis and I
1: cannot answer that okay. I'm not sure. I just wondering yeah.
2: <laughs> I know no. I know you're directly connected to King no, View, I mean, no I, yeah, I mean yeah,
1: no that's okay I mean if yeah. they were I would gladly tout them for and, right. and, and applaud them for doing it I'm not positive I'm okay yeah that's fine yeah. Well. I was
2: just I was just trying to see if we could promote them as well <laughs> right <laughs> but, yeah um so uh getting back more to Adam's original uh inquiry about you know is it still a brew uh there are like four ways you can make mead at the initial uh, standing that kind of decide it, it, how much of a, a brew it is okay um so originally you know kind of back in the older days they they used to pasteurize honey and bring it to a full boil so you you know you'd kill everything right. that way mm-hmm. nowadays that's not as common though a lot of people would go with like no to low heat so like low heat you can you you only need to run it at like a a a mixture of honey and water at like 150 degrees for five minutes okay just a just a little pasteurized just a little (laughs) bit just a little tiny bit (laughs) Uh, a lot of other people just use no heat and they go with sulfide uh sulfite tabs okay and that'll sterilize the the alcohol mixture and some people just go all natural and yeah, just because, hope for the best Yeah, because you can just do it that way and as long as you sterilize your equipment the same way you would your homebrew stuff You don't really have to worry about much hmm. Like it's not gonna get infected as long as you sterilize it and keep it, you know locked up, right? I wanted to say locked up. I was like <laughs> bunged up. I don't know
1: <laughs> Locked up sounds better. Yes. It flows up yeah. the tongue a little <laughs> yeah. bit I'm all bunged up here. I'm all bunged up <laughs> <laughs> But,
2: yeah, so that's a lot of ways to uh, just brew it in general rather than having to rely on taking it to the boil and possibly losing flavor. There is another style that does somewhat rely on that, though. It's called the bochette, and that's using caramelized honey. Oh, okay. So that's where you actually burn your honey and then get the sugars out of it afterwards, and you get, like, you know, like toffee and caramel flavors Hmm. out of it. So uh, just for some interesting numbers i believe we've mentioned this on the previous episode but they've they've changed since so there were only 30 meteries in the 2000s and in 2016 that's grown to 300
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: now there's 500 yeah and there's 150 more that are opening soon
0: that's fantastic
2: yeah Uh, 17 are in pa
0: yeah
3: oh
2: right on yeah we got 17 meteries as we already mentioned you know kingview laurel
1: highlands Mm -hmm. apis that's pittsburgh local um couple other places wait uh does wiggle they do a little bit they i know at threadbare that's something they are like they have plans mm-hmm. to do mead up there i don't know if they've done it yet i don't think i've seen anything on the market i know right now it's right. Been very uh focused on their cider mm. but, but um i know that was i mean because i think the business name is threadbare cider and mead right so it's yeah. it, it's in the plans at some point it'll get there <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> But yeah yeah we
2: have plenty of options in Pittsburgh I and mean, I've noticed just looking at kind of like uh, the quote unquote heat map of where uh, Meteries are We got you know we got a lot in PA but there's also a lot in Ohio there's a lot in New York. basically everything from PA up to Maine looks pretty good with meteries and then on the west coast it's Oregon and California. They got a good number as well. Uh, unfortunately, and I feel like this is something like the middle of the country should take advantage of, with all the real estate. Right. There's not a whole lot. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know.
1: I don't know why that is. <laughs> that should be something they should jump on. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, it's important to point out there is growth. Like you said, there, there. It, yeah. The number has grown exponentially. It's probably not as rapid as beer. I think. Oh no way! I, I, and I think that. Well, obviously, it's <laughs> not as rapid no as way. beer. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I I mean, I think it's a more expensive product to make, mm-hmm. so obviously longer to ferment. Yeah, yeah, like it it it's it's great to see that the the people that are doing it are doing it well, and and it's not something that's being I don't want to say rushed to market, but mm-hmm. I don't want to see somebody come in and, and put this on the lower scale because it's still getting traction right now because mead is I mean when I discovered it it was a few years back and I was instantly hooked I like wow this is great and this is probably not something I would drink all the time because I've never been a huge wine guy Mm -hmm. and this is a very close cousin to wine obviously Right, but I felt this is a great alternative if I don't feel like a beer tonight I could have a glass of mead or in my case a bottle of mead (laughs) and, and, and be completely content and happy with my choices and I think that as more Americans start start to realize that, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I think mead mead companies have Bud Light to think with their stupid ad campaign, the whole dilly dilly thing (laughs) where they started putting mead in a spotlight Mm -hmm. where people probably started going, what is mead? Or if they're at a grocery store and they saw a bottle of mead, like, oh, it's that thing I saw in that mass-produced Bud Light commercial. I wonder if it's actually any good. Right. Maybe it's something that turns some folks on to a Mm -hmm. new product and, you know, for that and... Only for that, I will say thank you to (laughs) Kaiser Bush. But um, no, I think as as it continues to get more into the spotlight, you'll start seeing more more of these places open up. Probably never reach the level of the breweries, but I don't think they want to do that. No, No, I I think like you said, it's a completely different thing. The same way like wineries don't try
2: to compete with breweries. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. You know, meaderies are completely different. And I can remember like the first time I had mead. It was probably oh, almost ten years ago. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. I had just found this really awesome Viking mug at Goodwill. It, it, like, it's a real badass. <laughs> oh, God,
1: it was Kismet then.
2: Yeah, it was a real <laughs> badass black mug. It had, like, this real sharp handle on it. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Okay. Uh, so I was visiting the local wine, you know, wine and spirits, and I was just going through looking for something to drink, and then I just happened to find, like, mead. It wasn't, by, it wasn't by anybody local did or anything.
1: You, did you know that it was the Vikings drink? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay.
2: I, I, oh, for sure. I knew that. But okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh, that totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I just picked it up and I was like, I'm just going to have like a Viking day today. <laughs> but like I, I drank and I got hooked. And then I think the next time I had it was at um, Brewing Up a Cure, uh, the homebrew festival. And Apis was there in their very early days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. Mead can be a whole lot of... Right. Whole, a lot, whole more. lot more. Whole lot more. Yeah. Than just like this, you know, honey wine. Cause like what I was drinking was a show mead. But then you get into
1: Apis and they had like a habanero. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. You start adding flavors yeah. to it. And I mean, like you can uh, easily attest with this apple pie. Like it, that's something that, you know, in talking to people that know mead very well, they've said like m- oftentimes if it's done right, it's going to take on that character almost exclusively. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, then obviously that's the intention. So it goes well beyond just your standard base mead or your standard sweet meads you get something like this like i said at the beginning here liquid apple pie in your mouth almost that that cider it's a different story but again it's taking on that flavor very strongly that you know segment three we're going to have some viking grog which is (laughs) very close to what you've experienced Mm -hmm. before but it's done with cranberry and juniper berry neat Freaking delicious and juniper. That's a very Scandinavian uh, ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I mean. I remember I, I had I had forgotten meat altogether because I read Beowulf in high school and that's right when yeah, they, yeah. and I heard it there. You know, dismiss these things because you know you forget ninety five percent of. The, I remember every party from <laughs> high school. All those books and shit. Eh, not so much. But when I when you know again when it was started, I think I was the same way. I know it was in an event, and I'm pretty sure it was apis that i discovered Mm -hmm. and i was like wow this is great and i've just continued to enjoy the drink ever since yeah i i I think anybody who's
2: a craft beer drinker and i would say especially if you're into the pastry boy fat boy stouts like i am (laughs) (laughs) uh You're gonna find you know a lot of sweet flavors But like the flavors do stick out like jason was saying like they they really come through because honey is More or less a neutral on its own, you know unless you get a strong flavor from the flower You know anytime you add adjuncts you're gonna get a lot of flavor out of it and Mm. it's gonna be showcased So yeah, if you really like uh, You know that kind of stuff check out mead. I also find it. It's
1: a good alternative as a person who hates wine i like honey wine though yeah i agree that's i I, i've grown more of an appreciation for wine over the years way more than when i was younger and i mean i and i always compared like wine always made me slur my speech even if i wasn't drunk Mm -hmm. like a, a couple glasses in all of a sudden it just affected me way differently than beer did and i mean the story i always tell is i was at some exclusive dinner that i got invited to with a a uh, guy that used to be my mom's boss at uh, the Lexus Club at PNC Park, and they only had wine. So I was three glasses of wine deep, and then all of a sudden we got asked if we wanted to go on a tour of the press box and all this shit. And I was <laughs> like, what's <laughs> this, what's doing? So now we're on this tour, and I want to ask questions about things, and you know, maybe I could angle myself into a job I can't even fucking talk. Yeah. I'm like, I've only had three glasses, this is what happens? This sucks. So I stayed away from wine for a while, and, but this was even before I discovered craft beer or really got into craft beer. Mm-hmm. I know I had had a few at that point in time, but it wasn't really my, my jam yet. As my palate evolved over time, I started opening myself up and trying wines and appreciating them a lot more. So I think the mead was just a natural addition to all of the mm-hmm. things that I've enjoyed as I've gotten older and yeah. will continue to do so.
2: Yeah. I, I've yet to cross that threshold Wine always gave me a hangover and a headache, so I
1: didn't love it, and I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up drinking Boone's Farm that I don't have a good <laughs> I, <reservation. laughs> I don't recommend drinking two bottles of Apothic wine on New Year's Eve, because... I had a really bad New Year's date. <laughs> that was my, I, like, I thought, we, you know, after dinner, we were going to go back to her house, and I got two bottles of wine and had them in my car, and that's not what happened. <laughs> so I went home with my two bottles of wine and just live-tweeted the rocking New Year's Eve and drank two <laughs> bottles of wine. And if you go back in the history of at Jason Sircone to, I think, New Year's 2013 or 14, there's some entertaining <laughs> shit. Me bombed on apothic <laughs> wine. <laughs> that hangover the next day was ugly (laughs) ugly so there you go if you want
2: to do a deep dive into somebody's twitter (laughs) but uh yeah i I don't know i i really enjoy i really enjoy what we've had so far tonight
0: Mm -hmm. so i
2: don't think i'm going to be disappointed on the third one
0: no no especially the way we've had these first two come out and and if you're saying that this third one is right up there with them yeah i'm ready for it
2: yeah i'm ready for it too sweet So, I guess it's time to take a break, and we'll be back with segment three and a bit of fun. Hey, everyone, my name is Drew, and I host a podcast called Dudes with Brews on a Porch, where we let the drinks flow and the conversations go. Each and every week, me and a friend of mine, we sit down, we try a different craft brew,
1: usually from the state of Wisconsin, and we just sit down and have a conversation. We talk about all aspects of life.
0: Once a month, we talk about paranormal stuff, and we always have a good time. You can find our show, Dudes with Brews on a Porch, on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you find your podcast. Grab a cold one and hang out with us each and every week right here on the porch. Welcome back. This of course, is episode 10 phenomenal one of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Uh, we're talking meads, We're talking beers. We're talking when else are we talking? What is in the bottle for segment number three, Jason? We are moving on as we have teased in the first couple
1: segments. This is the Viking Grog. Uh, in my personal lineup of Kingview meads this is 1A like i said it's hard to put 1 and 2 between the happy apple and this one but this is the viking mead that is made with i'm sorry viking grog which contains grape juniper berry and cranberry right on yeah yes, right yes. on with the so i mean you can see the color yes there, right? so there's actual make, color to this one this, <laughs> this got to make you guys excited
0: <laughs> there is no denying Ooh, chug, chug, chug. Oh, that's fancy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it definitely has a cranberry color to it. It mm-hmm. looks, you know, like a nice cranberry juice. Yes. Not not terribly dark, more like a uh, cranberry and vodka.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry.
2: laughs> looks like a cranberry and vodka to me. <laughs> so this is the true nectar of the gods. Hmm. God's it, plural, it's, because it's Viking, and they this worship... This makes sense, yes. Right, they worship many.
0: And it does not smell like a cranberry vodka. No, it doesn't. Which is fantastic. No, you definitely get you get the berry on the nose, yep. for yeah. sure.
2: I guess it smells like juniper. I'm not quite sure what
1: juniper is, but there's a smell I can't identify, so I'm going to call that juniper. <laughs> now, for me, personally, I mean, I get the, the grape on the back, mm-hmm. and the, the cranberry more on the front end of it, but... I mean, I think what hangs around for me the most is the cranberry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, the cranberry definitely hangs around. I do get the grape. It, it does have
0: more of a wine traditional flavor right. to it. That's yeah, kind of for what sure. I was, what I was thinking was this it seems like something, if you don't like wine or don't know anything about wine, start with maybe this.
1: Mm-hmm. Some training wheels. Yeah, exactly. Because again, yeah, you've got those elements of wine, but it's still got more on the sweet side of it where mm-hmm. you could find yourself, moving slowly into a Merlot after this. Training wheels that
2: aren't in a box or (laughs) (laughs) booned.
0: We've been booned again.
2: Look, I like that Hawaiian hurricane. It's blue. (laughs) All my drinking tastes are based on my child my childhood proclivities. Is it blue or green? Sure, I'll drink it. (laughs) I see no So what
1: what kind of meat is that? Red purple drink
0: (laughs) (laughs) with the weird Kool-Aid mustache going
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no I, I like this one too so, okay, mm-hmm. Kingview wins again. <laughs> three for three. See, I knew I knew what mm-hmm. I was bringing to the show I was going to impress you guys.
2: Yeah. The other thing about this, I don't know if you mentioned it, but it's only 8.5%. Yeah,
1: so not too high ABV, mm-hmm. obviously. It's, On
0: any of these, actually. No, I mean,
1: there, there's some, um, the Triple Berry that Kingview does, and then they do some traditional wines as well, and they have a couple other sweet meads that are 12.5%. Um, those can be found on the shelves of Giant Eagle. You can find them on Kingview's website if you'd like to buy them online as well. Um, but no, like the ones that, a lot of the ones that I've been getting uh, hooked up with bars and stuff like that are more in this 8.5% range. Uh, and the cider's even lower, 6.5%. So extremely drinkable. And like I said, a little dangerous because yes. they can. Uh, it's it's a, it's hard to put the glass down. Yeah, and, and they'll sneak <laughs> up on you. I it, can attest uh, to
2: that when
0: you least expect it, without a doubt. Yeah,
2: it's a, it's exactly like drinking you know like a big bomber of mm-hmm. your favorite stout or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's dangerous. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's it's. I'm not always the biggest fan of cranberry, but this is so nice and soft and a little bit of sweet. Yeah, that, uh, I
0: yeah. I'm I get it. it. I'm into it. I get it. So while you're drinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to have a little bit of fun. Okay. And it's time for I'll us. Fucking time, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. No. <laughs> no, it's time for us to make money. Okay, make money. Millions of dollars. Millions, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Okay. So. Of course. This is one of those Tom Haverford schemes. For me. You can tell by the reference I've been to Parks and
1: Recreation right now. i been watching it in my free time. Back for the fourth time around. <laughs> yep, at
0: least. Food one. rakes. Chicky chicky parm parm.
1: <laughs> Zerts. Easily one of the most
0: underrated, hilarious shows. Of oh, the no time. doubt. Can we call this Beboos? <laughs> bee <Bee-boos. laughs> So, uh, we're making millions of dollars. So that means, of course, it's WrestleMania season. It is. We're right on the cusp of WrestleMania, if you're listening on a Friday, as you should. Absolutely. WrestleMania is on Sunday. Take over tonight. <laughs> Take over tonight. So that means that... uh it's time for Hop Nation to start their own wrestling promotion. That's a cool new thing to do. So let's do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: AEWs.
0: <laughs> I
1: can't wait in that before we get into our promotion. I can't yeah. wait for AEW to... A- to, I'm, to I'm really interested in to see what comes of it. Yeah, I think there's going to... I mean, they've got the money. They've got the talent. They've got Cody Rhodes running it. I mean, look at... I mean, He's got it in his blood. Mm-hmm. The, the ability
0: to, to... Oh, I didn't realize that promotion. Cody Rhodes-, Rhodes was running it.
1: Yeah, he's the executive yeah. vice oh, president.
0: Yeah, very yeah. nice.
2: Yeah, it's him and the young, the young bucks. bucks are, yeah. are both like or all three right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Consider the young bucks a person. Yeah. All three of them entity. are yeah, like in control of creative. Like they're apparently not really looking to hire writers. No. Nope. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's
1: going to well. That's why I'm excited because I think it's going to be a lot of flashback to the old days. You're going to get mm-hmm. traditional wrestling booking. A lot yeah.
0: more of the, the regional you're, stuff.
1: Yeah, you're going to get guys that are going to come out and actually cut their own promos, and they're going to come from the heart, and they're gonna, there's going to be true emotion. It's not going to be some scripted bullshit like Baron Corbin reads on Raw every fucking Monday night. It's going to be the cream of the crop. It's gonna, <laughs> Yeah, it's and and that's, where, that's one of the biggest things I felt wrestling has been lacking for the past five, ten years, is that it's so scripted and formulaic. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not as entertaining as the product used to be, because these guys aren't organic with what they're doing yeah. in the ring stone cold steve austin interviews i mean you think of that that time he drove the coors light truck out yeah <laughs> and that promo he cut on the rock about driving right down to the their burning smackdown hotel to the ground like that had to be pure stone cold and it got such a pop yeah. i can't wait for wrestling like that again.
2: yeah and one of the other best promos i remember is the rock right before the armageddon hell in the cell and he just drops impressions of every opponent and it's the funniest thing
1: (laughs) yeah this is not what you see anymore no and and that's where i I think aew has got a real opportunity to capture the wrestling fan that's like me that loves like i love wwe network for the nostalgia Mm -hmm. i like to go back and watch old stuff from back in the day when wrestling was fantastic and i'd actually gotten to this i don't want to call it an argument but a conversation with a friend of mine that he's saying like you're just watching it lying to yourself that it's going to be what it used to be well, this coming along has a chance Could to make it. it close. Yeah, we'll see. But
2: yeah, you you have to wait and see because I mean, uh, uh, Windsor uh, Double or Nothing is in May. Uh, That's their first. Y-
1: that's their first pay-per-view, I believe. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think and, and, Double or Nothing is in May. They're, they're, they've are they're actively said that they're not trying to jump on, like, WrestleMania weekend coattails. Makes sense. That like does
0: a, make sense. Separate themselves. Right.
2: So they're just going to try to do their own thing as much as they can. And I'm excited to see what comes of it because they do have a lot of good talent. Yeah, I watched the All In pay per view yeah. when they when they well did that. They got Omega,
1: they've got Jericho, mm-hmm. yeah, they, and they're looking to get Jr on commentary. oh right. I'm in on that right? Yeah, there. right. Like <laughs> I mean, they're sword. they're making the right moves, and I think they they've got a lot of momentum going in their favor. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but.
2: I think it's time we start our own though yes <laughs> we have to compete with them competing with
1: wwe <laughs> competing with roh competing with AAA, <laughs> new japan yeah well i think just us doing a half hour segment is going to put us above tna so. well <laughs> yeah some people watch impact i guess <laughs> some <laughs> but
2: uh yeah i i want to start our own craft beer based Wrestling promotion.
0: I'm good with that. Yeah,
2: I, I, if anybody watched Lucha Underground that w- that was a very interesting Take on wrestling because it was very story driven and everything, but it was focused on a lot of you know uh, Mythology, mm-hmm. so I think instead of mythology we can focus on zythology
1: ah! <laughs> There's a $4 word yeah,
2: <laughs> but I, th- I think we can build a promotion around craft beer Okay, but we just need to start the building blocks. Yes so, first, so is this
1: going to be like I, I was a little unclear on this and I didn't ask I, I, I figured I'd just let it unfold is this like the beers are going to be wrestling each other No 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 no
2: This is This we, isn't the Bud Bowl No no <laughs> Well that's why I was wondering
1: I'm like are we doing the fucking Bud Bowl
2: <laughs> No no we we need we need people to represent breweries we need right you know we need uh we need wrestlers with you know gimmicks that are re- uh, beer themed
0: right but po- put a post-it note on that uh, fun bowl thing <laughs> just in case <laughs> a post-it note all right yeah
2: you can post it up and
0: then that's oh, maybe- good because i'm out of pins <laughs> i
2: think we need like we need brewery sponsorships we need you know things on tap that you, like when you go to the KSWA they have some craft on tap at the at the spirit lounge it's also a lot of pbr yeah i think we need to make this a full you know experience Mm -hmm. like i'm thinking back to the old days at grist house before they got too full but now maybe in the new grist house we can set up a ring by the tanks (laughs) that's that's you know that's our madison square
0: garden (laughs) there's plenty of room for it yeah i mean all right somebody start making some phone calls here yeah (laughs) Alright well you lead the way
2: Yeah. Right? I, I think we also need some talent um, okay. I think one of the ones we should try to pull away Is Pete Dunn. He's currently wrestling in NXT UK Fan, Pretty fantastic uh, But he already has The, the, the nickname of the Bruiserweight Oh I like that That's bruises as in you know punching That's an easy change But when we bring him into our craft beer promotion It's Bruiserweight with brewing i like it so he'll
1: be our star <laughs> <laughs> now you, and, and we've already got our local guy too yeah adam zane from fury right mm-hmm. happy hour yeah so there's our local connection so yeah. Pittsburgh zone happy hour although i don't think he's from pittsburgh but for the sake of our he's he's yeah. of our federation he's here yeah <laughs> but he, he's got you know he's
2: got that clout with fury mm-hmm. so uh-huh. if, like he can fly the fury banner you know we can find we can find different you know breweries to be represented
0: Well, why doesn't he just start a faction?
2: The Fury Mm -hmm. Faction. Or a Greensburg Faction. There you go. You could start that too. The
0: the (laughs) GWO. The (laughs) the Greensburg World (laughs) Order. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> no, he's not in that faction. That's a whole other thing. Regular Jesus or heavy metal Jesus. <laughs> so if they do that, they're going to need some matches. Mm-hmm. They're going to need some 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 good matches to bring people in.
2: And that's how we differentiate ourselves yes. by by putting on gimmick matches that are outside of what you regularly see.
0: And oh boy, do I got gimmick matches. Oh boy.
1: All right, Russo, let's go. <laughs> God, I can just hear this podcast being shredded by Jim Cornette right now as we speak.
0: <laughs> Keg on a pole. <laughs>
1: Keg on a pole. <laughs> No, uh, no, I would think it'd be more like maltster on a pole. And oh, you, there you, you go. You can, yeah. Then you can use it on your opponent when you, can, when you climb up <laughs>
0: to get it. So the first one we're having is the barrel aged match. Okay. So that is uh, that that is similar to a uh, to a marathon match uh, or an Ironman match, I should say. So it is a minimum forty five minutes before any pins count. Okay. Uh, similar to a barrel age, where it has to be a long process. Okay. However, if you're able to get up to eight pins before that forty five minute mark pins start to count okay so if you get above the eight you know similar like a lot of barrel aged beers have that high abv once you get up above eight or nine things really start to count yeah it's the same way so you have to have that uh that longevity or you get pinned a whole lot okay barrel aged match all right i got one okay it's a broken bottle match
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm talking czw old school Okay. okay, Ian Rotten, what do you <laughs> got, buddy? Old school Japanese death matches. I like it. Shit. So, you know, the back in the day, the, the Japanese death matches you know, that also featured Cactus Jack and Terry Funk, there was a lot of you know, gimmicked things. Mm-hmm. Where if you got thrown out of the ring, there were quote unquote bombs, <laughs> and okay. they would just explode, and the whole ring would explode, mm-hmm. things like that. Totally so, realistic. Totally realistic. Right. Same sort of thing we're going with. We're going to line around the outside of the ring with broken bottles. (laughs) Now these will be gimmick and they'll be the sugar bottles that you see in (laughs) the But yeah, if you get thrown out of the ring, (laughs) you fall into a pile of broken
1: bottles. (laughs) I'm visualizing the scene from Van Wilder where they're... (laughs) Relax, guys. It's just Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) I got one. Okay. Okay. Brewhouse brawl similar to the bunkhouse brawls in the old NWA days come as you are all right they were usually dressed with jeans and knee pads it was a hell of a look yeah and it was pretty much anything goes no disqualification I could see that happening around some brewing equipment absolutely you get to use you get to use the mash paddle again there you go <laughs> yeah hoses getting wrapped around people's yeah. necks and that's yeah. Not, yeah, that's a,
0: more of that hardcore backstage. I like that. <laughs> so I've got another one. Uh, okay. This is the can release match. All right. <laughs> that happens every Saturday in Pittsburgh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts out, you have 24 competitors. Okay. At the top of the ramp. Yeah. However, only the first eight that get into the ring actually get to start the match. <laughs> Man, I think there
2: was actually a uh, a match in TNA. There was like a reverse Royal Rumble match that they had where everybody <laughs> had to start outside the match. So or it, outside the ring. They were big on that. Like King of the Mountain was
0: that way. Yeah. You had to climb the ladder to put the belt on
1: the hook. Right. <laughs> Just do everything reverse.
0: <laughs> so we're not done yet. <laughs> okay. Because this is a... Once everybody is in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, it is a double elimination match. Okay. So after you get eliminated the first time, the other 16 competitors can try to buy their way in. Oh. (laughs) By any means necessary. That could be cash. Uh That could be title title fights oh okay you know grudge matches oh cash anything like that so you can anything to
2: jump the line <laughs> exactly <laughs> knowing a person <laughs> having a tag team partner in there <laughs> right there you go <laughs> who the fuck is watching this I don't drunk people <laughs> drunk people Jason come on same
1: as the ones that are recording it. Right, That's fantastic
2: <laughs> so, so I had another idea I had an idea for a title as well okay so there, there was a title in Lucha Underground, and the point of the title was you had to uh, collect seven medallions, and then you put them all together, and then you get the title, and then the title could be traded in for a world championship okay. match. I think we want to do the same thing, but it's only four medallions, one for water, one for barley, one for yeast, one for hops.
1: I think you could keep the seven alive, but do seven different hops. Could do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you just
2: collect them all and then you get a shot at the you know the top title, whatever we call that
0: And I don't I don't have a name for that. No,
1: I don't have a name for it either the, I just just that, an idea the the Bruniversal Championship guys. Oh, that's pretty easy. Damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right
1: <laughs> warp, warp. It's like you've never planned a beer wrestling federation <laughs> before.
0: Warp, warp. Don't yell at me I'm new <laughs> So of course we have to have our welterweight division. Okay. So that means we're gonna have to have our nano brew division.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the nano weight. <laughs> the nano weight. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> That's a throwaway. That's I just a, like throwaway. That one. Just a <laughs> <laughs> I just like that one. Just the little guys. Just have a
1: throwaway. <laughs> have you ever gauged when your listeners stop listening to your show? If there's any point in that, is, I don't know. Is there? No. Right Full
0: episodes. About. That they're in. <laughs> yeah.
1: Full episodes.
2: Okay. All the time. again most of the people like you said most of the people listening are drunk so they just pass out and the episode runs (laughs) it's even better on spotify because a couple episodes will run (laughs) fair enough yes yeah i don't know i i I think these are pretty good i think the only thing we need to add is a commissioner and i would like to add bret hart but because it's a completely different promotion we got to change his name Mm-hmm. So he'll be an Irish character called Brett Omyases. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, <man>. WrestleMania. <laughs> Brett Omiases. Uh, that that's as bad as Incisor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so <laughs> well, the, when do people stop listening? <laughs> now that, that would right, be your cue, ladies bad. and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, listen to the Breaking News <laughs> Podcast, new episodes every Wednesday. <laughs> so we got a shot oh wait I'm sorry did you have more I didn't want to oh no no go ahead what- oh no I was going to say are we shotgunning some Wrestlemania predictions on this segment as well since we're oh, in sure. wrestling Why not? But- yeah we can do yeah. that well I didn't know I'm not cutting off your federation no, no, no. I mean we no, have no, to get no. funding and everything too yeah. so you better get the whole plan out there yeah <laughs> no no
2: I, th- I think we're good I think you know we've lined up our commissioner we've we've got our star in the Bruiser weight. we've got our broken bottle and barrel age matches
0: right <laughs> and-, and I think our weekly show is going to have to be Monday Nitro I don't think anybody's ever used that before no that's
2: fine <laughs>
0: <It's pretty good. laughs>
2: I like that. Monday on Nitro. <laughs>
1: That's the only way you could enjoy that show back in yeah. the day.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so WrestleMania predictions. What? Who do you have? What's what match are you looking forward to the most,
1: Jason? And uh, what's your prediction on that? Well, I mean it's it's actually split, and it's probably at least one of them I think is off the map in regards to what most people are looking for but i think aj styles and randy orton is gonna be great hmm aj's proven that he can carry a match and and randy orton is no slouch and i think that you're just gonna see two styles that are that are different and i I feel the same way about samoa joe and ray mysterio it's just two different styles that are gonna come together to tell a good story but yeah orton and styles it's hard to predict which one will win but i'm gonna go with styles Mm-hmm. And of course, the women's match. because I think that's been the best build, yeah. A triple threat for the main event. Uh, Becky Lynch has become, without question, one of the most over-popular stars in yeah. the business. She, it's the Stone Cold path. Yeah, she's as, she's as big as Stone Cold or yeah. uh, Daniel Bryan was back yeah. in WrestleMania Thirty. Yeah, they've done a tremendous job positioning her. I, it, it just it's logic that she she's got to walk away with both championships. I mean, the thing that could scare you is the name Flair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no slouch, but come on, Becky. This this has got Becky's I think the victory fact, all over it. Yeah, right, I think the fact it. that Charlotte
2: got her eighth title win before WrestleMania kind of leads me to not believe that they'll give her the WrestleMania win. Yeah, but I agree with you there. Yeah, it's it's yeah interesting. I I I think uh, the Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio match could be a real like I'm interested in that one a lot. Yeah. Just because they're both like it's interesting how they're both a little bit older. Ray's a lot older, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like Ray has been in the best like shape he's been in forever, Right. and it's amazing, especially yeah.
1: his matches with a draw day. were oh, gotten great, incredible. And, <laughs> and what Joe can do for his size is just yeah incredible. So yeah, that will be a that'll be a great match. Um, what do you think of Triple H and Batista? Ah. Uh, Wait. I don't think much of it. <laughs> yeah. This is the part where we flash back to 10 years ago. Right. They want their match back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah that, Are that's they ha- really? Yeah, that's yeah. happening. And uh, no disqualification. Uh, all right. So I think the no disqualification opens it up for something else, maybe. I don't know. But I think in general, it, just, it might kind of be like a little bit of a lazy match. Like, Triple H, he can still kind of go. Batista hasn't been in the ring since they were...
1: Uh, fighting with the shield yeah so that was
0: what four or five years ago yeah
1: yeah i would i think is going to win though i think triple h what he's done on the business side of the wwe has been fantastic Mm -hmm. and what he's accomplished in the ring speaks for itself i don't think it really needs to go beyond this match so he could easily do the job and We've learned that retirements mean nothing. Right. <laughs> if he wants to come back in eight years like HBK did. <laughs> True. But it is you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is. But I think that you know, I, I was you know, thinking about that match, I was thinking, you know, logically, Batista winning it makes sense because I mean he's gonna go away. Mm-hmm. He might as well go out on top. It's a good tri- it's a good is just still gonna be involved. Yeah, it's a great yeah. out. Yeah, it's a good out for both of them. So Yeah. Yeah. Being that Triple H is
2: like way more involved with NXT and everything. Right. I think they're probably going to try to, you know, just not keep him off camera, but, you know, like, don't get people excited for him
0: wrestling anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he's down to, what, two or three matches a year? At yeah, best. pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah. usually their they're Saudi Arabia shows.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and, and that's WrestleMania. Just, and,
1: I mean, and if you look at how they positioned it when he he wrestled it, was it Australia and Saudi Arabia, right? Mm-hmm. Those shows were all new to those markets right they're gonna come back i think they signed a, they signed a 10-year deal with saudi arabia so they're gonna be there right they don't necessarily need the, the star power of triple h to put that show over because now they've built a little bit of an audience mm-hmm. there yeah so yeah I, I also think with the saudi arabia shows they paid to
2: see certain stars so like that when they had that greatest royal rumble they had you know they paid to see Chris Jericho, they right. paid to see Ray Mysterio who right. wasn't a part of WWE at that point. Right. They paid to see The Undertaker. They just they,
0: threw money at it. Yeah, yeah
2: like, right. Have money, we're going to sit, you know, in our plush couches <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and keep the
1: plebs away from us. <laughs> but now the, I mean to to go back on this prediction and throw the potential swerve does Rick Flair get involved? See, in that's why I, I, think yeah. Yeah. That's what I think might happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think might happen yeah they, to, one way or the other and the swerve would be he helps Batista and that was all a big you know big schmoz yeah that a big show that, the shit out <laughs> of them yeah but could be interesting
2: I don't know I, I'm in general generally I'm excited for WrestleMania more so than passive events because I think the matches are gonna be really good hmm like the the women's main event is gonna be good Brock and Seth should be good like they both they can both work their asses off yeah and I think they will yeah and Daniel Bryan and Kofi
1: will definitely be good. That will probably be the match of the night. Yeah. I, I think that's going to tear the house down. Yeah. that's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Unlike AJ Styles, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> he'll just be regular yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> but well, that's the, I mean I think when you look at like AJ and Randy Orton are teetering on that border of well they've got their own match or they could have been in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal where it's just a bunch of guys that are yeah. I think they're both way too big for that to get stuck like that (laughs) yeah but it just goes to show I mean when you look at that lineup of wrestlers that in that battle royal it's the land of failed pushes or almost got pushed but eh, not quite but then you got Braun Strowman like yeah know i heard he's got some serious heat backstage he's not the most easy guy to get along with and that may be why he's being bumped yeah. down the card a little bit because i think a dude was wrestling lesnar at pay-per-view right. several months back so but
2: if you're gonna have a battle royal you almost always need some giant in there yeah and being that like well colin jost yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that dude's like seven foot two
3: isn't he <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. No. <laughs> no No,
1: you know that right Colin Jost and Michael Che from Saturday Night Live are in the Andre the Giant Memorial battle Royal. You didn't know that? <laughs> no,
0: I didn't know yes, that. Yes, that's happening. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: they've been building that up for weeks.
2: Yeah uh, I, I think that whole angle also with bringing Batista back I think that's all just a clever ploy to find a way to get Scarlett Johansson in the audience Yeah, because she's working, you know, she works with Batista as an Avenger and she dates Colin Jost so if they can find a way to get her in the audience and then film her on camera mm-hmm. eventually they can induct her into the hall of fame that's a real big <laughs> that's a real big get to get
1: <laughs> we got Scarlett Johansson. speaking of that there's no celebrity this year right uh, i don't think so no that's the first time in yeah. several years hmm. yeah which is fine because i always thought that was stupid
2: right the minimal interaction right
1: <laughs> Like honors Arnold Schwarzenegger appeared a couple yeah. times on camera. Well, who <laughs> needs a celebrity when you've got Brutus the fucking barber <laughs> getting inducted into the hall of fame. Good times. Uh, also
2: good times is this Viking Mead by View. Yes.
0: Agreed. It's good. <laughs> it is good. Uh three for three is what I'm what I'm gonna say here. Yeah. I don't I don't get to drink mead a whole lot, but when
1: I do, I appreciate.
0: Trying to do I Appreciates it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you.
1: And that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> well, because of your Andre the Giant imitation, I owed you guys something mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I mean... And somehow we just went a whole segment about wrestling without, without doing it. Yeah, right. that's true. <laughs> Honestly, though, let me ask you, would you have done that imitation for an entire episode if I would have bought you beer for five episodes? Because oh. that was the original tweet. I mean, it was it was a bit of a, you, <laughs> a waiver. You guys actually mm. talked about this? It was yeah. a waiver just yeah. because
0: it's yeah. like,
2: mm, maybe. Yeah, I but wasn't going to
0: stop them. We, we,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, uh, we thankfully got enough interviews coming up that we don't have to buy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just think you know, it, it's it's good, but if it would have kept going, it would have just been like It's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's rough.
2: Yeah. Which really that impression is just stolen from comedian Dan Soder, who does
1: it even the, better. And without question. And he doesn't do it for an hour. The best Randy Savage imitation Absolutely. ever. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. No oh, muteness
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nobody does it better than Dan Soder. <laughs>
1: Never. That's not even worth trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what we, is we, worth we, trying
0: are these Kingview meads <laughs> and soups. <laughs> oh, <sick> <laughs> All
1: right, let's do that. Let's bring it back.
0: To yes, that. let's bring it back. Uh, we're we're talking about this uh, this Viking grog, of course. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit already. It's yep. good. It's got that cranberry taste. It's got mm-hmm. what I assume is juniper. Right. It's <laughs> just like Steve. I don't <laughs> know what juniper tastes like either. Can't identify it, so it must be that. Yeah, <laughs> and it must be good. Um, and, and
1: like I said, to me, the grape. I get. I get. Yeah, I, I do get a lot. I do yeah. get a lot of the grape.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is definitely something that if you're trying to get into wine but you don't know where to start, honestly, try mm-hmm. with this.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I I agree 100. percent Yeah, it's lower ABV and
2: it's a lot more forgiving than you know some really dark wine. Right. Like, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So with that, I think it's time that we go to the podium. Okay. Steve, why don't you start us off? Sure, I'll go. I am going to
2: start with the uh, the four pack cider. Uh, it, it, it's not technically mead, so it gets bronze. <laughs> but it's it's really good, though. I you know we've already said everything that we had tonight was really good. Everything is really drinkable, and surprisingly so. Like when you hear wine, it's not something you think that you're going to pound a lot of. But we've put them. Mu- we've pretty much put all these down pretty quickly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, the four pack pina colada cider, it's really good. It's, it's nice and drinkable. It's something nice for a summer day. Uh, it, but it has a little bit of a sweetness to it that I don't think I would drink a whole lot of, you know, I, I could maybe drink one bottle, but maybe not two. <laughs> um, <laughs> all we're
1: all doing right. this on the amount of bottles you can drink
2: levels. <laughs> <Right>. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually we do it by the number of, you know, cans we can crush. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah uh tonight they're all big wine bottles so i gotta go buy the number of (laughs) bottles i can do (laughs) uh viking grog again another one bottler but i i like the sweetness i like the complexity of the flavors i like that it's not as sweet as the cider um but yeah it's it's still just a really nice interesting and it's also something that i feel like you can serve anytime you could serve it with fancy meals you can kind of you know trick people to think like hey this is real fancy stuff this isn't <laughs> yeah yeah but you know it, it Put is those a... whoppers
1: on a nice doily right good to go. <laughs> nice glass of mead right next to it.
2: mead and taco bell those are that <laughs> is the life i live oh, do threaten me with <laughs> a good time but yeah I, again i just you know i like the complexity of these flavors a little bit more than the pina colada and gold is going to go to the apple pie this uh, the happy apple pie by king That's a really good blend of everything in there. Like the cinnamon flavor is really on point. It Smells really good. Like it smells inviting and it doesn't taste like that uh, Jarred apple moonshine is the other thing mm-hmm. like you can tell everything in this is fresh It's you know, actually produced locally when you look into it but it, everything's fresh and it tastes good and it tastes, you know, natural. It doesn't taste like artificial booze <laughs>
1: So yeah the, yeah, the adjuncts that yeah, really right. jump out and you're like, yeah, this is not right Yeah, the yeah, everything about this is
2: right So and again, we've already talked about how it could just pair with breakfast pair with Thanksgiving. It goes with everything <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> It can go with a summer day. It doesn't matter. This goes well with everything So yeah, gold is happy apple pie for me right on apple Adam so, <laughs> <Apple>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm like Gwyneth Paltrow's kid. <laughs> so, for me, uh, in the bronze medal position, I am actually going to go with the Viking grog. Uh, reason for this is I'm going to take this as an approach of how many opportunities can I think of to drink this and as being appropriate uh, for me. the the uh, The grog. Is gonna kind of you know it's a little bit limited for what it is. Uh, yes, it's very good. I like it. I think it's a very good drink to kind of bring people uh, into uh, an area that isn't beer, uh, but it just didn't have quite the versatility of the other two. Uh, so for the silver medal position, I am actually gonna go with the Happy Apple Pie. I really like that. Uh, it. It is a fantastic fall drink, I think. Uh, when the uh, the leaves are being, you know, nice and crunchy, you have a good campfire going, something like that. It's going to be absolutely aces. Um, but I don't think it is a full year-round drink. I think it is slightly limited. Uh, so for me, in the gold medal position, I'm going with the four pack, the hard cider, uh, and I might be a little bit biased because it's getting in the springtime, and I want a springtime drink. So that might be where my bias is coming from. But I thought this is a fantastic drink for any time between April one until October thirty one. Uh, you can have this anywhere, anytime, and it'll be great. It'll be, it'll be absolutely appropriate, and I could do that again and again and again. So there you go.
1: All right, down to Jason. Well, I think my picks pretty much mirror what you had to say. The in, in the bronze position, I'm going to put the Four pack cider, only because it's. Uh, I don't even want to say just because it's not a mead, because that's not the case <laughs> at all. I'm going strictly on the three that we drank, and I've pretty much said this a few times already through the show, Happy Apple Pie and Viking Grog are two of my absolute favorites from Kingview, which is why I brought them with me tonight. But, yeah, uh, to echo what Adam just said about four-pack, it, it's a great drink that anytime the weather is, is warm, it's a great, refreshing drink. Just easy sipping drink, indoors or outdoors It's the type of, of, of drinking It's a, they're kicked back with on the patio, on the deck, at a bar with your friends. does not matter. It's perfect for this time of year. And that's why I put that in the bronze because, again, I'm so partial to these other two. <laughs> and I'm going to put the Viking Grog in the silver position because, as I said, Trying to pick a favorite between that and Happy Apple Pie is very difficult, but I'm gonna stick to the allegiances that I've built for this brand and these two meads since day one. So Viking Grog in the silver position, but a super super close second to the Happy Apple Pie. Happy Apple Pie to me again. I've I've done it with so many different varieties of food with breakfast. With I've done it with Thanksgiving food. It's just such a great compliment to those to those platters and not saying the viking grog isn't but what what i've been able to do with the happy apple pie and enjoy the experiences of or enjoy the experiences with that is why i will put that one in the gold position so happy apple pie in gold viking grog silver and the cider in bronze right on well those are your rankings uh jason why don't you just keep it right
2: on rolling and give us some more info about well, what's going on in your life? I know you just launched
1: the Breaking Brews podcast. Yeah, so I feel like every time I come on this show, I have something new. <laughs> There's no consistency in my life, is there? But no, I know the last time I was here, I was talking about relaunching over a couple of beers. And when I got to thinking about the direction I wanted the podcast to go, I didn't want to do it like over a couple of beers was the first time, because I felt like you guys are doing a show where you drink beer and review beer um doug durda with should i drink that is doing that as well the weekly recap nick adams those guys those guys are doing the uh the same i just said those guys those guys didn't i nick and his (laughs) i believe it's his brother they're doing (laughs) we've had a bunch of mead, ladies and gentlemen (laughs) they're doing something very similar i didn't want to do what you guys are, are already covering very well so i actually stumbled upon a podcast that focus more on the business side of beer and that's where i've been looking to take breaking brews as a whole is focusing more on the beer industry from sales marketing culture you name it brewing uh i on my episode or on my podcast i've had brian Reed a couple of times already we talked about the cicerone program so that really inspired me to take it a different direction and i wanted to keep everything under the breaking brews flag so Instead of doing over a couple of beers, I decided to go a different direction. So the Breaking Brews podcast is now live. Um, as you're hearing this, if you're listening to it fresh, there are nine sessions of the show live. You can pick that up on Apple iTunes or Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That always confuses me yeah. because I don't know what they're calling it anymore. <laughs> uh, also on Google Play, on Spotify, and on Stitcher. Also breakingbrews.com slash podcast. It's a fun show, and you'll you'll learn a little something with each episode, and it's going to be weekly. Every Wednesday, new episodes drop. If you've already listened, thank you very much. If you haven't yet, jump over now and check out the episodes. Drop me a review and a rating on iTunes. What's the saying, you guys? It's a six-star podcast, but they only give five? I've got one of those, too. (laughs) So, yeah. Supposedly.
2: (laughs) But yeah, no, definitely check out Jason's show. I've listened to a couple episodes I, I find it, you know where like you were saying like we do reviews and we do news and we do, you know Things like that. Whereas our show I think is good for new drinkers. I think if you're in the
1: biz, You'll really find a lot out of Jason's show. Yep, absolutely. That's the goal. I mean, obviously, even if you're not in the biz, if you're just an enthusiast and you want to know more about craft beer, mm-hmm. there's a lot of tips and pointers and ideas and, and the information that we're sharing can help you do just that. But if you're in the industry, if you know whether you're, you're seasoned or you're brand new, maybe you're looking to start a bar or a brewery, each week we're trying to drop some knowledge that's going to help you do it in a good way. So yeah. tune in, share with your friends, and have a blast. Yeah, especially if you're, like, in a smaller market.
2: <laughs> so, some of these smaller breweries seem to be struggling with a lot of their promotion. and.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know I've talked about this on my show that I've been – it's been more sporadic than I've than I wanted it to be just because I've been busy with a lot of things at this uh, juncture. But I'm trying to follow every brewery in the country on Instagram and on Twitter. Mm. And in doing that, I've stumbled across some very good promotion – and at the same time, some very bad promotion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually, I'll, I'll I'll plug this now because it is live on my site. Uh, if you're looking for some assistance with social media, I've I've put out a new jumpstart program. You can learn more about it at breakingbrews.com/jumpstart. It's meant for businesses that are looking to develop a plan for how they can attack their social media practices and and work on their overall marketing initiatives, but. May not know the best way to approach it. So it's a very simple program to get uh, get involved with. It's very low cost, and it allows us to partner up and work on some things together. So happy to help in any way I can. So breakingbrews.com slash jumpstart. Really cool. Really cool. Uh, any other events? I know you like to promote HALS events that you go to every now and then. Yeah, I, I mean, we, I've got a great relationship with Danny at the bottle shop at HALS. Um, right now, we don't have anything on the schedule, surprisingly. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I'm up there usually once a month with yeah. one of the brands that I work with. So, in addition to Kingview, I also work with Spoonwood, Levity, Noblestein, and Four Points, all local breweries here in Pittsburgh and, of course, the local meadery. We've had events with all five at Hal's, and they always go over very well. He's got a yeah. tremendous crowd up there. The rare beer club that he's built is yeah. one of the most genius ideas. <laughs> I used to it's go in there every now and then
2: when I was dating out in that area. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Hal's Bottle Shop. Yep. One of my favorite things about them was when I was going there, they, had, um, they have the Castile glasses mm-hmm. in the proper Castile glassware that's actually a castle as the stem. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They, I don't know if they still have them, but they had them when I was there, and I drink cast the old. So yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and the bar is always a great atmosphere too, right next door. Always a good crowd up there. Yeah. So yeah, highly recommend checking out Hell's. Cool. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all
2: you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should then all you have to do is search hop nation usa and your favorite podcatcher like stitcher pod bean apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and now spotify and if you're an apple podcast leave us a five star review because jason already covered it shit
1: <laughs> stolen thunder <laughs> well i have to add and I, I, before we wrap up i do want to ask i forgot to bring this up earlier so you kicked off episode 100 saying you were the third Yes, five. so who
0: do you have ahead
1: oh we don't know we just leave that ambiguous. oh that's okay so that's open for interpretation
2: yeah we leave that ambiguous so the rest of you can fight about it okay
0: (laughs) the rest of oh i'm not gonna lose any sleep over that i don't give a shit it's
2: it's a lot easier for us to call third that way nobody right (laughs) nobody's gonna fight us for third (laughs) everybody will fight for one and two (laughs) we call the
0: hump that's right
1: (laughs) fair enough
2: thanks for having me guys yeah thanks for coming on for thanks for coming on again uh, you'll be back probably for of at least Summer WrestleMania
1: Slam, SummerSlam yeah. probably yeah. Yeah, it's a quarterly so every, yeah, time quarterly. every time there's a big wrestling pay-per-view hey we yeah. let's get Jason to come talk
2: <laughs> Jason will come talk wrestling with me Adam doesn't watch wrestling anymore <laughs> sorry <laughs> but yeah well, you'll be back for SummerSlam and maybe we'll have some other events and things to talk about talk about uh, fresh fest because we can't get drinking partners on
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually I, I, i've been talking with day him and mike potter are going to be on my show pretty soon oh yeah right not on. sure exactly when we're still working on a date but yeah i want right on it's gonna be a lot of good talk about just the what they're doing is they're doing mm. some they're fucking fantastic yeah, stuff and, yeah yeah Absolutely, something that's needed for our industry. So, mm-hmm. you know, tackling that diversity subject is never easy, but I'm looking forward to talking with them about it. And
2: they're just, doing it in the best and most fun way. Yes, they are. Just doing an actual beer fest, and like we already mentioned earlier in the episode, representing black-owned
1: businesses within mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Fuck so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hats off to them. Yep.
2: All right. Well, Adam, do you have anything? No, no, I do not. Okay. Thanks, King We get all silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode 101. We'll be back next week, and I'll preview it. Ah. We'll be at Southern Tier down in Pittsburgh.
0: So stay tuned for that one. That's going to be a big episode.
2: Episode 102, Southern Tier. Okay, bye.